Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Good evening. Thanks for joining us this Christmas Eve. We start with news from Surrey first tonight where the search is on for a brazen shooter. Last night, someone opened fire in a Wally restaurant, leaving a man seriously injured. Paul Johnson now has the latest on what has already been a violent holiday weekend on the Lower Mainland. We now know more about the shooting that rocked Surrey's Wally neighborhood Saturday night that landed a man in hospital with serious injuries. It happened inside a restaurant in this strip mall on 105th Avenue. And while police say they think it was a targeted shooting, they don't think it's related to any of the ongoing gang violence. The shooter is still at large. Police say an Asian male, 5 feet inches tall and approximately 190 pounds, was seen fleeing from the scene. They're asking anyone with information to call Surrey RCMP or Crime Stoppers. Saturday night's shooting was the latest in a string of unrelated attacks that's hit the region. Friday night saw the murder of veteran gangster Gravinder Grewal in North Vancouver. His body found in a high-rise apartment on Fern Street. And his murder, police think, connected to his criminal lifestyle. I can confirm that 30-year-old Gravinder Grewal of North Vancouver was a victim of homicide. Mr. Grewal was known to police and affiliated to gangs. We believe that Mr. Grewal's murder was targeted and associated to other gang violence in the Lower Mainland. It's pretty disturbing. I feel pretty unnerved. I have a, a baby boy, and to have something like that occurring in our building is really, really disturbing. It's not the kind of thing you would expect in North Vancouver and this kind of community. And that murder happened only hours after another suspected gang hit in Maple Ridge, where a still unidentified man was shot in a quiet neighborhood, then apparently drove himself to hospital before dying. A tragic lead-up to the Christmas holiday, with two dead, one in hospital, and two killers still on the loose. Paul Johnson, Global News. All right, let's get you the latest now on a white Christmas on the south coast. There are city crews across Metro Vancouver that are preparing for periods of light snow that are expected to fall tonight into Christmas morning. Roads are being salted and sanded. Now, the city says that there are snow plows also ready to go in case there is a build-up. We've been waiting for the snow to come. Uh, so we've, we thought earlier that it was going to come around noon. Now we're being told to be about 6 p.m. So we'll have our staff on until at least 7 o'clock. We have a shift change coming on at 7 p.m. And they'll be working right through the night until 7 a.m. And then we'll have another shift back on again at 7 a.m. All right, well, that is across Metro Vancouver. People on parts of Vancouver Island, though, are already seeing some snowfall. So let's bring in our meteorologist, Yvonne Schall, who is tracking what is going on there outside, Yvonne. Thanks, Sonia, and good evening, everyone. The snow started to fall uh, this afternoon right across the island. We've got accumulating snowfall areas near Campbell River. We've seen up to five centimeters as of 4 p.m. Now, the heaviest snow will still be for the northern, western, and eastern sections of the island, and it is just on the doorstep for us across Metro Vancouver. As this moisture starts to 
push in. We do have the ingredients with the cool air, and we could see up to two centimeters this evening and overnight, and an additional two centimeters potentially for a few areas because we do have a chance of flurries. And locally tomorrow morning, we could see another one to two for many areas. Two to five for the northern and western sections of the island still this evening. It should start to taper off, but the eastern sections of the island could still see an additional 10 centimeters of snowfall before it starts to ease off for you by tomorrow morning. So it is going to be a white Christmas for many areas across the island. We've got some snowfall already reported out of Victoria. I'll have more on the amounts and we'll look ahead towards our Christmas Day and Boxing Day forecast shortly. Sonia? Brilliant. Thank you very much for that, Yvonne. Back in the news, a Langley man, now the latest BC resident to get approval for an expensive drug, and it's one that treats a rare and life-threatening blood disease. Paul Chung has gotten his first dose of Solaris, but his family now worried because he's only got coverage for a short time. Grace Key reports. Ever since I've actually been diagnosed, like I've been, just my memories. Paul Chung is just thankful to be back home with his family this Christmas, especially after he celebrated his 20th birthday in the hospital. This summer, Paul went to get checked out after suffering from headaches, a fever and swollen throat. The news was devastating. He's been diagnosed with atypical hemolytic uremic syndrome, AHUS. It's an extremely rare genetic disease that can damage the body's vital organs and it's life-threatening. The provincial government approved him for the drug Solaris, but only for three months and with a condition. And they said my kidneys have to be, have to become healthier, better in the three months Mm -hmm. for me to become, I mean, like healthy enough to stop doing dialysis. Solaris costs $750,000 a year and the provincial government didn't cover the drug until last month. The change came after Shante Anaquad shared her story of the medication that could save her life. These issues will be, will be taken on a case-by-case basis. Right? That's, the, that's the issue in terms of numbers. And so what, what we're doing is we're putting this issue in the hands, appropriately in the hands of experts. Paul has taken Solaris for almost a month now. Three times a week, he makes the commute from Langley to Vancouver for kidney dialysis. An advisory committee will evaluate his progress on the medication. Paul was once a vibrant young man, a first-year SFU student majoring in criminology with dreams of a career in law enforcement. I'd really like to go back to university to study, but I, I don't think it'll happen. Grace Key, Global News. A national grocery chain is pulling out its Romaine lettuce products from its shelves because of an ongoing E. coli outbreak. Now, 40 people have reported falling ill. One person has actually died since the outbreak was declared. So far, the cases are only in eastern Canada, but Sobeys says that they are taking no chances and are temporarily halting sales of more than 300 products across the country. Sobeys has 1,500 stores in Canada, including Safeway, IGA and Thrifty Foods. Friends of a Vancouver taxi driver praying for his recovery this weekend after he was involved in a head-on collision on the Burrard Street Bridge. The crash leaving him and a passenger seriously hurt and in hospital. Kristen Robinson has the latest. I've pretty well seen about everything that ever could happen in a taxi cab. (laughs) And a lot of things that you don't want to see happen in a taxi cab. After more than 40 years driving cab across Canada... Larry Claypool never could have predicted he'd be spending his 69th birthday in hospital, fighting for his life. It's a terrible time of year to hear news like this. I'm just hoping and praying that uh, Larry's going to be good. Stay away from the park. Okay, stay away. 
Claypool was driving on the Burrard Street Bridge early Tuesday when an Audi R8 lost control and collided with his yellow cab, sparking a fiery crash. The Audi driver died at the scene. Another motorist managed to pull Claypool and his passenger, bartender Christian Zelichowski, from the taxi. But both were seriously hurt. Everyone in Gastown knows Larry. He's our culture. He's, he's solid. And uh, hang in there, Larry. The Irish Heather pub is a little emptier without Claypool. In Gastown, the Vietnam vet is well known as the portrait-snapping taxi driver behind the photo series Larry's Window. I'd best describe Larry as just fun, full of fun, uh, laughter, always having a joke. And he's committed to the people down here. If anybody's in trouble, he's the first one in there to help them out. Claypool is originally from the U.S. He remains in critical condition in intensive care. With no immediate family in town, friends are stepping up to support his recovery. He's the fabric of this city. He's got one big super family down here in Gastown and us guys will really rally around. He's got to get his butt better and get back down there. We need him. Kristen Robinson, Global News. And a 78-year-old woman is dead after a crash in downtown Vancouver earlier today. This happened around noon at Camby and Dunsmere. Police are saying it was a Hyundai sedan that was northbound on Camby and making a left turn onto Dunsmere when it collided with a southbound Nissan Pathfinder. Seven people were rushed to hospital. The senior was in the back seat of the Hyundai, did not survive. Speed and alcohol don't appear to be factors. This is Vancouver's 12th fatal collision of the year. A family in the interior had to be rescued last night after getting stuck in the backcountry in dangerously cold temperatures. A father, mother and their two children were out off-roading in the snow yesterday afternoon on a forestry road between Ashcroft and Logan Lake when they just got stuck just after midnight and after hours in minus 25 degrees Celsius weather. A friend was able to come to their rescue. Luckily, no one was hurt. Kamloops Search and Rescue says it could have been a lot worse and is reminding everybody to be prepared when heading out into the backcountry. An Alberta family's Christmas travel plans to the Okanagan almost derailed by thieves. They left Fort McMurray for Kelowna only to nearly lose everything they had with them. But as Jules Knox of Global Okanagan reports, their trip was saved thanks to the kindness of strangers. Honestly, I've never had a loss like that, and, and I don't think our family has ever had a loss like that. When the Waugh family left Fort McMurray to visit relatives in the Okanagan, they stayed overnight in Red Deer. But in the morning, their truck and trailer carrying two sleds was gone, stolen. We didn't have anything. We didn't have clothing because, again, we just carried in a quick little overnight bag. So what are we? And we have nowhere to go. So what are we going to do? And inside the trailer, everything Christmas. It was like a shock, and I didn't really notice. Like I just felt disappointment. We had gotten ready for Christmas. We were on our way on a family trip. And now that's all gone. Like, how are we going to make Christmas for the kids? The decision was up to the kids. Turn around and go home or keep going. I figured we might as well keep going because otherwise it would have been worth nothing. The family rented a car, drove to Calgary and caught a flight to Kelowna. Meanwhile, they posted their predicament online, hoping their truck would be spotted. Word spread quickly. I just shared Christine's post on my Facebook page about the truck and trailer being stolen. Wanda Marsman and her husband found the missing truck and trailer with the sleds after noticing suspicious tire tracks on their property. Oh my God, I was bawling like a little girl in the, in the store because I'm like, they found it. 
the, the gifts aren't there and but you know those are those are minor those are those are things we can make work but our, our belongings are there. The Waz say as their story spreads, the community support from complete strangers has been overwhelming. It was just the generosity has just been, you know, people cry. They see us and they just started crying. They're like, this is amazing. Thank you. And it's huge. The family is still waiting to be reunited with their truck and what belongings are left inside. But for now, new gifts sit under the tree and Christmas is still on. Jules Knox, Global News. Kelowna. Now, if you haven't already done your Christmas shopping, it might be time to think of some excuses, as most of the stores are now closed. Earlier in the day at Burnaby's Metropolis at Metrotown Mall, people rushing around to get last-minute gifts, and they also shared their reasons for why they left it so late. So why do you wait the last minute? Because I was broke. I don't have money. <laughs> I didn't have money and time. Sometimes, the last days, they high up the sales like in the, in the past weeks like 50 yeah. percent in the end they said it's last day we're going to give you 75 percent plus okay similar story at a lot of grocery stores today as well uh, people heading out to make sure that they have enough and for many today it was all about getting those last minute items to make sure everyone is happy around the dinner table They've come and got their birds, most of them. We do have the fresh birds left, so they're coming to get those. But it's mostly about the fresh stuff today. Uh, your pumpkin pies and produce. It's going to be Brussels sprouts, green beans, uh, russet potatoes, uh, dinner buns for sure from the bakery, last-minute odds and sods, lots of poinsettias from the floral department are going out. Yeah, hope you're prepared. I've still got a ton of wrapping to do. Ahead tonight, it is, of course, Christmas Eve, so we are tracking Santa Claus as he makes his annual journey around the world and we'll find out where he is right now. Also, the latest on some skiers that have been stranded in the French Alps and why U.S. President Donald Trump is firing back after being accused of making racially insensitive, insensitive remarks about immigrants. We'll have the latest on that, too. Welcome back. Well, U.S. President Donald Trump coming under fire for alleged comments he made about immigrants. The new report released by The New York Times appears to show the president using racially insensitive descriptions, the White House denying it all. The New York Times is reporting that President Trump, during a June Oval Office meeting, was reportedly frustrated after reviewing a memo on the number of visas granted by the State Department. According to two unnamed sources, the president allegedly said Haitians granted entry all have AIDS and that thousands admitted from Nigeria would never go back to their huts. The White House calls it lies, saying in a statement, General Kelly, General McMaster, Secretary Tillerson, Secretary Nielsen and all other senior staff actually in the meeting denied these outrageous claims. But immigration reform remains a top priority. The people here from Haiti are here from, a, from an earthquake that happened roughly 10 years ago under temporary protective status. Congress needs to, to change these laws as opposed to continual six-month extensions of people that are here from 10 and 20 years ago. President Trump on Sunday didn't address the controversy, instead praised U.S. troops. We're incredibly thankful for you and for your families. Your families have been tremendous. Always underappreciated. But even this month, the president pushed his travel ban from mostly Muslim countries. We don't know who they are. We don't know where they come from. And has repeatedly pushed for changes in immigration laws. Jennifer Johnson, NBC News, Washington. From our family to yours, Adrien, Ella Grace, Xavier, Sophie and I wish you joy, health, love and peace 
this holiday season and beyond. Merry Christmas. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau getting into the holiday spirit, delivering his annual Christmas message today. Trudeau also taking a moment to reflect on the 150th anniversary of Canada's Federation, asking that Canadians commit to making a difference in the new year. A reminder to drive safe this holiday weekend after two separate crashes on a highway in northern Alberta left hundreds of people stranded. This dash cam footage showing some of the chaos yesterday afternoon along a busy stretch of Highway 43 outside Edmonton. Now the winter weather turning the roads basically just into a sheet of ice. There was a 17-vehicle pileup and another 15-vehicle pileup a kilometre away. The RCMP saying a man in his 70s has died in one of those collisions. For the second time this weekend, tragedy hitting families in the Philippines. Dozens of people are feared dead after fire broke out at a shopping mall. It started on the third floor and spread to the floor above, trapping employees of a call centre. Firefighters battled the flames for hours. They recovered one body. 36 people remain missing and are presumed dead. There's been no word yet on what started that fire. And rescue workers continue to comb the mud and debris looking for survivors after tropical storm Tembin slammed into the country. At least 200 people are feared dead. Many are still missing. More than 70,000 people have been displaced since that storm hit the Philippines on Friday. Terrifying moments for skiers in France after they had to be airlifted out of their chairlifts. Skiers were stuck for hours, more than 24 metres up, after the gondolas broke down in a resort in the French Alps. Rescuers were forced to hang high above the ground from helicopters in order to save the 200 people stuck inside. No reports about anybody getting hurt. Recent tension overshadowing Christmas celebrations in Bethlehem this year. Protesters shouted and demonstrated where many Christians had gathered to worship the birth of Jesus. It comes in the wake of the decision by President Donald Trump to recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, which of course sparked a lot of violence in the region. Thousands of people are at the Vatican tonight for midnight mass. Pope Francis telling worshippers that Christmas is a time to turn the power of fear into the power of charity. Also drawing many parallels between the story of Mary and Joseph and the current state of migrants and refugees. Tomorrow, as per tradition, the Pope delivering his Christmas Day message from St. Peter's Square. Now it is really, really starting to feel like Christmas. Uh, Barry and Yvonne are here, of course, and we are tracking where Santa Claus is. Aren't yeah, we? we're tracking where Santa is. I've been, I've been closely watching throughout the day today, and I'm sure many kids are logging on to see where Santa oh, is. Yeah. So let's take a glance. Uh, so far, over four and a half million gifts have been delivered, and Santa is reportedly just over, mm. or has been last seen over Newfoundland and Labrador. Oh, and is heading for Halifax in the next two minutes and exactly 15 seconds, it says. So <laughs> Santa's making their way there and actually over 4.6 million gifts have already been delivered by Santa. So he's making his way 
slowly. It's magic, isn't it? Can't believe. How does he get all of that in his sleigh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So uh, there is a lot of snow actually on the eastern sections of the country. For us, we're still tracking the potential uh, to see some snow uh, pushing in any within the next couple of hours for Metro Vancouver. If we do see accumulating snowfall locally, some spots could see up to two centimeters. So we'll have more on that. We'll look ahead towards your Boxing Day forecast and beyond too. All right. Brilliant. Thank you very much for that, Yvonne. Barry, what have you got for us? Well, I think uh, Seahawk fans are going to have a much merrier Christmas after the uh, happenings of today. Seattle had to win to uh, keep their playoff hopes alive, which are still uh, you know, out of their hands, really, uh, as well. But look at their uh, big win over the Dallas Cowboys earlier and uh, maybe a lump of coal for the Canucks. Oh. Bit of a, not necessarily a surprise uh, that uh, one of their players has decided he's had enough and he's uh, going home. Not a guy who's, who's really made much of an impact, but we'll tell you all about that oh, when we okay. come back. All right, exciting stuff. Also, uh, a lot of people spending this Christmas Eve giving back. How restaurant owners are making sure that lots of people are getting fed this holiday season. Texting all my friends, asking what they got under the tree. Yeah, we'll be telling you about this guy. He's super talented, a very young singer, using his own voice to help heal others. Stay with us. Now, it's not just about buying lots of presents. It is the season for giving. There's a place in Burnaby that has been doing that every Christmas Eve for nearly 30 years. Anton's Pasta Bar has closed its doors on Christmas Eve to all but those who need a meal the most. They serve up penne chicken in homemade tomato sauce with fresh bread and their very famous Caesar salad. And this year they're expecting about 600 people. The event was started by the owner, Tony Morrow, 27 years ago. He was just really passionate about giving back and Christmas time with the spirit of the season. It's a great way to welcome in people that maybe need a little bit of extra hand or a little extra love during this time of year. So it's all about giving back. And they all get involved. Customers, staff, friends and families all pitching in to cook, serve and bus tables. And of course, washing the dishes afterwards. Local suppliers as well, donating their products and their time. And the spirit of giving very much alive at a deli in Langley. The owner, along with dozens of volunteers, putting together about a thousand lunch meal bags that are delivered to the less fortunate on the downtown east side once a month. In December, he usually does it twice. He's been doing this for more than three decades. The owner paying for the food out of his own pocket. And he says there is no greater gift than giving. I've been doing it for 33 years. Yeah. Why did I do it? I think when I came to Canada, I had nothing. And now I have it. I can afford it. So I can give it back to the community. Plus, we have lots of homeless people on the street. <laughs> and less fortunate people. Christmas is not about getting. It's more about giving and feeling good about yourself and doing your share to bring happiness to people, especially on a special day like today. Fantastic to see. Now, a young singing sensation from Port Moody is also giving back this holiday season. 12-year-old Ty Waters is using his immense talent to support music therapy. Here's Nisu Gacha. At just 12 years old, singer-songwriter Ty Waters is already building his music legacy. Ow! I got everything, everything. His latest song... Just some food on the table... 
some family and friends called everything i want for christmas it's about just like simple things like spending time with family and friends eating good food i got everything 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 i want for christmas after all the presents and everything else is gone you still have your home and your friends and your you know, your immediate family. So that's what it's really about. It's also a fundraiser. The song is available on iTunes and Spotify. Part of the proceeds going to Music Heals. The Vancouver-based charity promotes music therapy, striking a chord for both Waters and three-time Grammy Award winner Chan and Jetty, who co-wrote the song. Music therapy has been in my life since I can remember. Since I was about seven or eight years old, it taught me basically how to walk, giving me courage giving me confidence to go into the world as I am. Whenever I got bullied in school, um, I would jump to the piano or to the drums. I would play really hard, and then that would make me more calm. We all just need to get Inspired by Michael Jackson and Stevie Wonder, the singing prodigy may be young. We all bleed and we all cry, we all fall but he's known for his mature statements and his old soul. When I'm older, I want to make as much people as I can happy. Neetu Garcha, Global News. Well done, Ty. All right, we will get more on the snow on the way next with Yvonne. We're also tracking Santa as well for you. And a panda in China uh, showing just how flexible he is. But what is he doing? Uh, showing you that as well, so stay with us. Good to have you with us. Now, they might be pretty cute, but pandas not always known to be graceful. This giant panda at a zoo in northeast China, though, appearing to be challenging that by showing off some pretty spectacular gymnastic moves. The zoo releasing this footage of Poo-Poo doing a somersault and practicing on the zoo's ba balance beam. Poo-Poo is one of four giant pandas at the zoo, and zookeeper says that uh, she's the most energetic out of the bunch. <laughs> brave. That was kind of like an early Christmas present for yes, you. Yes, really. thank you. One yeah. favorite thing, which is pandas <laughs> to another, which is weather. Thanks, Sonia, and good evening, everyone. Now, we're keeping an eye on the snow. We've seen it fall this afternoon right across the island. It continues this evening with the heavier amounts for the eastern sections of the island leading into the evening and overnight. Now, it is on our doorstep for a few areas. The potential's there to see some snow, and up to two centimeters will take us into our Christmas morning. Campbell River, as of 4 p.m., picking up five centimeters, dunk for Port Alberni and Comox so far seeing just over three centimeters of snowfall and I anticipate these numbers are going to increase as we progress through the overnight. Here's a glance uh, this evening at a few of the tweets that I have been seeing of the snow. This was taken earlier this afternoon from Langford, uh, sent in from Inga. Another tweet that I did see as well, which was at 3 p.m., but reporting the snow out of Campbell River, sent in by Anne Lamont Kay. And our very own Jordan Armstrong just tweeted this within the last 10 minutes of the snow in Victoria. Beautiful sight, and we're starting to see the streets for the southern sections of the island already full of that snow. So likely you will be into white Christmas as you wake up tomorrow morning. A look at our tower. Camel, what we're seeing right now, we are still seeing dry conditions out of the airport. Temperatures have been on the cool side today. We're currently sitting at the freezing mark, and that's our high. We're well below the average for this time of the year. That sits at 6. Our record on Christmas Eve on this day, 14 degrees, was set back in 2005. A very happy birthday this evening to Colin 
Olson from Maple Ridge celebrating 100. Congratulations to you and hope you're having a wonderful birthday. A few other numbers across the province. It's going to be very chilly, especially for our overnight lows. Factor in the wind chill for many areas. It's going to be 5 to 10 degrees cooler than what we're seeing. Minus 15 as the current temperature for Kamloops. Minus 8 for Nelson. Trail into the minus double digits. And coastal sections for Prince Rupert currently sitting at 1 with Victoria at the freezing mark. So satellite and radar will continue to see that snow across the island. Any between two and up to five centimeters for the northern and western sections this evening and it is going to change over for the overnight. We also have an Arctic outflow warning for the northern half of the province inland sections with the wind chill feeling closer to minus 20. In behind the system we do have a bit of a break and this will be our boxing day. A much drier day and then we could see the return for some moisture pushing in late on the day on our Wednesday. If you're heading along the mountain passes this evening, the Sea to Sky an additional two centimeters, the Coquihalla from Hope to Merit two to four, the Connect up to two centimeters and from Hope to Princeton between two and four centimeters for the commute this evening or the drive. The piece for tomorrow will be up to minus 20 with the wind chill, minus 32. Chilly for your Christmas day and for Boxing Day, a late day could see a chance for some isolated flurries. White Horse at minus 20, dry over the next three days. The wind chill for tomorrow on Christmas Day at minus 36. Coastal sections also remaining dry, a very slight chance to see an isolated flurry. Caribou and Central Interior, seeing the risk of frostbite for your Christmas day and a chance of flurries developing once again on Tuesday. Columbia and Kootenai region, we are still seeing a chance for some flurries for your Christmas morning. Similar for the Thompson Okanagan with minus 9. Whistler will see the snow this evening. It tapers off for Christmas morning. And along the island, we will see that snow breaking up and easing off right through this evening and overnight. But we still have the potential across Metro Vancouver with up to 2 centimeters. Flurries or light snow for the morning hours. And then on Boxing Day, it looks like it'll be a dry one. All right, let's take a check on where Santa is on NORAD. And it was la- he was last seen, rather, in Venezuela. And it looks like he's heading for Brazil in the next four minutes. Oh, he's going to be hot. he's delivered. He's delivered over four billion gifts already. No way. I still can't get over it. Like, how? Where do they all go in his sleigh? But that's the magic, isn't it, really? It is. Yeah. Wow. Okay, he's in hot Brazil. Thank you very much for that, Yvonne. Uh, we'll get another check on Santa for you a bit later. It's so exciting, isn't it? Um, in serious news, breaking news that we're getting right now, Vancouver firefighters have put out a blaze marked in a garage in South Vancouver. Uh, the fire broke out just after five this afternoon at a home in the 7700 block of Ash Street. Now, there was a man there working on his car in a garage under the house. Flames erupted and spread to the main floor. Neighbours rushed in to help and were able to pull the man away from the home. Fire crews then quickly knocked the blaze down, but the ground floor there, a total loss. The husband was in the back just trying to fight the fire. I uh, broke down the fence just to get in the back, just to get him, out, get him out of there. By then, the fire truck and the uh, fire services, everybody showed up and so brought them out. The-, so the owners were trying to put out the fire themselves. And I think they got pretty smoked up. We've sent them off to hospital just for observation to make sure that they're okay. Uh, but there was flames coming out the back and the front, and but the guys put it out pretty quick. Okay, up next, we'll get a check-in on sports for you. Christmas turning out to be pretty blue for the Canucks. They have had another loss at home. Barry will break all of that down for you next. Welcome back. Um, so we were kind of hoping that it was going to be a better, like, time for the Canucks towards Christmas, but no. No, not necessarily. I mean, they're still trying hard, but they're yeah. so undermanned, and someone 
obviously has had enough of uh, playing with them, so we'll tell you about that. Thanks, yeah. Sonia. Alex Burmistrov and the Canucks have decided to part company. Burmistrov was signed as a free agent in the offseason, but the enigmatic Russian came as advertised, really inconsistent. Not much production for a guy with his skill set. Officially, Burmistrov is retiring from the NHL, and he's likely to pursue an opportunity back in Russia in the KHL. Burmistrov, just two goals, four assists in 24 games with Vancouver. He was the eighth over overall pick in the 2010 draft by Winnipeg, but never came close to being an impactful player, and it didn't take long for Travis Green to sour on Burmistrov's uninspiring play. Well, the Canucks have hit the Christmas break, predictably, on a long losing streak. They battled hard again last night versus the Blues. Brock Besser scored again to give him 20, but the kid can't do it himself. Canucks fell 3-1 and continue to have trouble winning with four of their top players out of the lineup. Blues attack. Score! Out of nowhere. And I mean out of nowhere. Despite what the calendar might be showing right now, it is not the most wonderful time of the year for the Vancouver Canucks. More soft goals allowed by Jacob Markstrom, more goals given up to the opposition than they've scored, and more losses. Four straight now, and eight of their last nine. Impossible angle. You gotta, you know, it's about scoring more goals than the other team. And, you know, for, as a goalie, you want, you want to outplay the other goalie. And, uh, you know, today... You know, it's two goals that I want back for sure, especially at this time too. You know, it's when it rains, it pours for us, and you know we're 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 back playing a better game that, than we have done the last couple of weeks here. But we gotta we gotta take this Christmas break and, and you know come back a refreshed team, and we can't have uh, seven game stints like this when we play when we don't play good hockey and we don't win hockey. We gotta find ways. When the Canucks return from the Christmas break, they'll be getting closer to the halfway point of the season. It's a time of the year when teams really start thinking about where they are not just in the standings, but as a franchise. Vancouver currently sits third last in the West and 27th overall. I do believe that our team can win. Uh, we could have won tonight. We could have won last night quite easily, both games. And uh, you know, you just have to keep pushing. You have to push the reset button again. And they're going to hear a lot of the same things from us. Uh, every game right now we're doing, you know, a lot of work within our group as far as our own game and concentrating on our game and how we can get better and make sure that, you know, the details within our game are as strong as they can be because we need them to be uh, in order to win. It's hard to envision a playoff push for a team that has as much trouble scoring as the Canucks. Think of what this team would be like to watch if it wasn't for Brock Besser's 20 goals. Only Arizona and Buffalo has a worse goal differential than the Canucks minus 23. Come the new year, management has to be thinking sell, sell, sell with the assets that it has available to move. Jay Janower, Global Sports. The Seahawks defense had no choice but to bounce back after getting torched last week by the L.A. Rams. Seattle had to win today in Dallas to keep its playoff hopes alive. The Cowboys were just as motivated, a loss, and they would be eliminated from postseason contention. Ezekiel Elliott back after serving his six-game suspension for alleged domestic abuse. Elliott, with 11 carries in the first quarter alone, had some success, but the Seahawks didn't let him bust loose. Nine yards, his longest run. He had 97 yards overall, and it was just 3 nothing Cowboys into the second. Cowboy kicker Dan Bailey, 51-yarder, off the upright and bounces through. 6 nothing Cowboys. Pete Carroll hoping it won't be one of those days. 
Seahawks defense really was the difference in this one. Byron Maxwell strips Des Bryant, and the Seahawks recover the fumble. The Seahawks offense was dormant up until that point, but after that turnover, Russell Wilson on the keeper here for 14 yards. It seems if uh, Wilson doesn't get the rushing yardage, nobody does. Their running game is really, really poor right now. And then Wilson connects with Jimmy Graham in the end zone. Graham's 10th touchdown of the season. Seattle leads 7-6, but Dallas did lead 9-7 at the break. Go to the third quarter now. It's the defense making the big play again. This time Dak Prescott's throw is high, and Justin Coleman picks it off his shoe tops and takes it back 30 yards for the touchdown. Seahawks back in front, 14-9. Coleman jumping in the Salvation Army cauldron. Got a 15-yard penalty for that. Still third quarter. How about another big defensive play? Tip ball and K.J. Wright back in the lineup this week. There for the pick. And Seattle turns that turnover into more points. Wilson to Doug Baldwin for the touchdown. Seattle didn't have a lot of chances, but boy, did they make good on the ones they had. They led 21-12. The defense did the rest. Michael Bennett with Seattle's fourth sack of the day, and the Hawks stay alive. 21-12, the final. Seahawks have to beat Arizona next week and then get some help to get in the playoffs. Still to come, the rest of the NFL story. The Patriots keep on winning, and the Rams look for their first divisional title since 2003. Highlights of their game at Tennessee when we come back. Welcome back. Well, the Rams proved last week when they blew out the Seahawks in Seattle that they are a team to be reckoned with in the NFC. Despite that impressive show, though, L.A. still had not clinched a playoff spot, but they could do just that if they could beat the Titans in Nashville today. Todd Gurley and the Rams, 6-1 and one road record, best in the NFC. Second quarter leading 6-3, but Jared Goff fumbles. Wesley Woodyard takes it in for the touchdown, and the Titans lead 10-6. Tennessee also... Trying to get closer to a playoff spot in the AFC. But the Rams answer right back. And this is good for the stats. Goff just dumps it off to Todd Gurley. And he does the rest all the way for the touchdown. 80 yards. Gurley had a massive game. 274 total yards. 158 receiving on 10 catches. Plus the uh, rushing of 126. Definitely an MVP candidate. 13-13 at the half. Third quarter. Goff three-yard TD pass to Sammy Watkins. And it was 20-13 to 13 L.A. They trailed by three in the fourth, but it's Goff with his fourth touchdown pass of the game. An incredible catch by Cooper Cup. Gets the knee down. You just need one knee down. One knee equals two feet, apparently, in the NFL. Hangs on 27-23. L.A. at 11-4. Wins the division, and they will host a first-round playoff game. Falcons and Saints, the winner of this game, clinches a playoff spot. Second quarter, 6-0 New Orleans. A bizarre interception by the Saints. The ball is tipped and lands on the buttocks of the defensive back, Marshawn Lattimore. The ball never touched the ground. It does help to have a bulbous butt in that situation. Drew Brees then taking advantage after the turnover as he will go deep and hit Ted Ginn Jr. in stride. 54-yard touchdown, 13-0 Saints at the half. And then in the third, it'll be Mark Ingram taking the handoff. He goes 26 yards for the touchdown. 23-13 Saints win. They're going to the playoffs. Falcons drop to 9-6. Atlanta plays Carolina next week. If they win, they're in. If they lose and the Seahawks win, then Seattle gets the final NFC playoff spot. Carolina Panthers with a chance to clinch a spot with the win as well, hosting Tampa Bay. Second quarter, Demir Bird 
taking the uh, kickoff three yards deep, breaks a couple of tackles, and then he is gone. It's a 103-yard kickoff return for the touchdown, but it was still a tight game. 12-9 Panthers at the half. Third quarter, the Bucks are going to take the lead. Jameis Winston, 18 yards to Jesus Wilson, 16-12 for the Bucks. And they led in the final minute of the game, under a minute to play. Cam Newton fumbles the snap, but he picks it up and then gets his way in for the touchdown. What a play by Newton as the Panthers pull it out as they win this one 22-19. And at 11-4, they clinch a playoff spot. And the Lions and Bengals, Detroit had to win to stay alive in the playoff chase. Second quarter, Andy Dalton is going to find C.J. Uzama for the touchdown. 13-10 Bengals led at the half. But in the fourth, Tyan Green with the touchdown run here for Detroit. And the Lions were back out front, 17-16. But the Bengals would have a big fourth quarter. And Giovanni Bernard with a 12-yard touchdown run seals the deal. And the Bengals win 26-17, eliminating the Lions from the playoffs. And one more for you in the AFC. New England Patriots looking to clinch a first round bye, hosting Buffalo second quarter. Pats down 10-3, but Tom Brady to Rob Gronkowski, who makes a fantastic one-handed catch, gets the feet down for the touchdown. Gronk's got himself some big hands, and he makes a lot of big plays. 10-10 at that point. And in the fourth quarter, Brady's going to dump it off to Deion Lewis. He takes it in for the 12-yard touchdown, and the Patriots roll past Buffalo. 37-16, Pats guarantee a top-two finish in the conference and a first-round bye. Bills are 8-7, and seven, but they still are alive for a playoff spot. That's it for sports. We're back with more after this. Here's a look at your conditions on the mountains. Whistler Blackcomb with a base of 158 centimeters. Grouse, 185. Cypress, 205. And Sasquatch, 187. Revelstoke with two new centimeters of snow and a base of 143. Manning Park with a base of 77. Powder King, a base of 152. Big White with a base of 148, Silver Star 129, Sun Peaks 117, and Apex 103. All right, finally tonight, the owner of a market in Massachusetts thought a little live holiday music would help put shoppers in the spirit, but he had no idea that one of his employees would turn out to be the star. From the chorus of carts to the serenade of scanning, the sounds of the busy season at Russo's in Watertown, hardly music to your ears. But if you listen, this just might be. This is Gilly, when he's not performing among the produce, warming hearts with holiday classics, he's warming up food behind the counter. I've been trying to do a lot of things. But hardly anyone knew the 23-year-old from Brazil who just started a few months ago was a trained singer. Didn't have any idea at all. Until they were setting up for some live music here over the weekend and Gilly stepped in to help with a sound check. And he was like, oh my God. So in awe, they asked him to be a part of the performance. And the videos of his debut are going viral. The video that they posted had 17,000 views. I was like, how? Such a sensation. Customers are now requesting a cappella in the aisles. <laughs> Thank you. Pretty
proof that above the sounds and the stress of the season, you can find peace and harmony. Hallelujah. If you only take the time to listen. Unexplainable, it's just unbelievable. Oh, nice divine.